I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Real at every angle, I ain't worried about the audit. Never see the hate, tunnel vision on the profit. Boss moves if I want it, best believe I cops it. Team so tough, moving silence like the mafia. Trying to get the form whip, probably name it Claudia. Wife rocking Tiffany, that's just another day to me. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me. Stronger than I ever been, never break, never bend. God first, family second, money is like next again. So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, guard and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof, built tougher than your average Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof What's up everybody? Hey, you're on the Bulletproof Mafia And I'm Michael Munsterman Today's episode, Savvy So, if you can't see it you're, you're listening to the to the podcast on iTunes or, or on Spotify or Podbean or wherever you're listening. Um, I'm holding in my hand the summation of over a year's worth of work. It was it was May of last year that I made a decision to actually it was April of last year. I made a decision to fly to New York and spend a day at Gary Vaynerchuk Studios um, in a program called the four D's. And I wasn't exactly sure what inside of me was saying, hey, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go. I just made a decision. I'm going to go. Like, there's got to be something there for me. I want to know what what it is. I want to be like, I, these guys are doing great big things. I, I know a lot of successful entrepreneurs who are in my circle that are going out and doing this. And they're talking about tons of value that they're getting. They basically go out and, and Gary hands you a playbook that they use internally. And there's tons of additional content and tons of other things that they go over and, and they just pour all of this information out on you. And it's a ton of value that I got that day. But I left out of there feeling something that, that really, it impacted me, it hit me hard. And that was, I wasn't doing anything to leave a legacy. And so I, at dinner that night after the event, I went out with my wife at a place there, um, in, uh, I guess it was Staten Island and it was a little pizza place. It was really amazing. I'm not going to rabbit hole there, but, um, I said to her, I think, I think it's time to write my book. Now I said that like that because a decade before we were in the middle of growing this humongous company and my grandfather, who was my greatest mentor, if you've listened to any of these episodes, you've, you've picked that up, but he would parade his family members through. Like when people came to visit grandpa, one of the things he would like to do is load them up and say, hey, I want to show you what, what uh, Michael's doing. And so he would load them up and bring them over to my business and want me to give them a personalized tour through our warehousing and our offices and show them our customer service and our marketing departments and introduce them to the big wigs that we had, you know, in his mind, the big wigs we had hired to, to help run the company and, and business partners and foreign you know, we had foreign investors that came in and, and, and we had just, he was just so proud. And one day just thinking, I thought, you know, I really owe all of this to that man. I owe everything to the fact that he was there for me, that when my dad died, he picked me up and carried me through that. And I got to thinking about the value that he poured into my life. And, and at the end of every single 
at the end of every single one of the lessons that he would drop on me, he would force himself to make contact, eye contact with me. He would look me dead in the eyes and he would ask a simple question. Savvy lad, are you savvy? Do you understand what I'm saying? Can you pick up what I'm putting down? And it would cause me to reflect in the moment. Do I really understand what he just said? And I had absolutely no qualms saying, Grandpa, I don't know what the hell you just meant by that. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. And he would dumb it down further for me until he was sure that I got it. But normally, he was so good at articulating these sorts of messages that he would deliver it in a way that I could just uptake the very first time. And if you think about your own life, you probably have somebody in your world who's done that for you. But what most people do is they experience life. They don't cherry pick the lessons, the gold, the nuggets from the people who've spoken to their life. And we all have a list of people, but why do they not get enough credit in your B-roll? Like, why do they not, why do you not have a, a, a literal physical list of the people who have helped you navigate to where you are today, the lessons that they've taught you, and the things that those lessons have done for you in the, in the result that is your life today? And so that thought was hitting me. I owe this man so much. He's so proud of me. And so one day I left my offices and I climbed into to my vehicle and I drove to his house. It was about 15, 20 minutes from my office. And I sat down with him. We were just chatting back and forth like we had done a thousand times before. And I, I said, Grandpa, I'm, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book about you and what you've done for me. And in that book, I'm going to share about the business pointers that you've given me and, and the influence that you've had on my life. And, and ever since I was a little kid, you were, you were showing me things that I didn't, they, they didn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden they just started to click and they begin to make more and more sense for me. And I find myself walking in a world where common sense isn't very common, but I have this grounding that was based on the input that that man put into my life. And I owed it to him to write this book. And so I told him I was going to. And I knew from the beginning the title of the book would be Savvy. Because anybody, any young person who spent any time around, around my grandpa, he'd hit him with Savvy. It was a running joke around the little community. People would be like, did he Savvy lad you? Did, did you get Savvied? You Savvy now? Like the uncles, my, my aunts, everybody's like, did he Savvy you up? Like, because that's what he did. Like, that's how he made sure that you were paying attention to what the hell he was taking the time to share with you. And so, anyway, it was just, it, it was a promise that I made. And in the book, in the very first chapter of the book, I talk about something, and that is that that man, the day of my dad's funeral, held me in his arms, and he made a promise to me. He promised he would take care of me. And he did. He was always there for me. Never a time that I tried to get a hold of him that he didn't take the call. And I asked, I had some pretty hard asks growing up. Sometimes I had to ask to share something with him. And then I had to ask him not to do anything about what I shared. Sometimes I had to, you know, one time I had to ask him to take a really close relative in to his home because they were in a, a, a bad spot. and I wasn't old enough to help them. One of my siblings. And he did that. It, so many times. He upheld that promise that he made to me. And this was one of the only promises that I had ever made to him. And so inside of VaynerMedia, 
at a table with a bunch of high-level executives and Gary Vaynerchuk sitting at the end talking to each one of us, he continually kept going back to the same thing. We live in an age where you can document absolutely anything. You literally have a high-definition camera up against your ear a large portion of your day. It's in your pocket. It's with you always. Why are you, why am I, why are you listening to this, not taking the time to record and document your life? My father is dead. My mother is dead. My grandparents, dead. Dead. I do not have an abundance of footage. I have none of my father, none of my mother, very, very little of my grandfather, and none of my grandmother that I can go to and remember the time, that I can watch to see their mannerisms or hear their voice or know what they were about other than what the stories that people tell. And we live in a time where you can literally write, pay somebody to edit or have somebody edit. You can get a cover designed. You can get a book formatted all for under a thousand bucks. You can publish it on Amazon, and when you click, customers click buy, Amazon prints it and ships it to them. You have to keep zero inventory. It's all there. Your Instagram, your Facebook, people think that it's all about likes and feeding that, that chemical that's released when you're satisfied in your mind. And look, that's true. That happens. But if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, what are you leaving the people in the wake? How will your children 10 years from now remember who you are, what you were about? And that's what Gary kept talking about, this, this legacy piece. He would ask, well, have you written a book? No, no. Do you have a podcast? No, no. How's your social media account? Are you documenting who you are? Are you documenting what you're about? Are you putting things out there that will forever tell the story of who my dad was? who my husband was, who my wife was, who my kids were. Instead, we're, we're more worried about positioning ourselves in front of a camera appropriately and taking the right angle and getting the right light, light so we can get the most likes. But a year ago at that table, listening to him talk to the people around that table and the message again and again and again and again, and several times it just felt like right at me, and what hit me, the thing that walking away is, I'm selfish. I have this immense business experience and I don't share it with anyone. I hoard it, hoping that the next opportunity comes along and I can just pour all over that and recreate another whirlwind, that I can, that I can do what I did before. And how is that fair? And so flash forward to that pizza parlor that night in, on Staten Island, and I'm looking at my wife saying, I think I'm going to write the book. We had a little vacation planned coming up. I said, hey, we, we were going to Turks and Caicos, and I said, when we get to Turks, I want you guys to have fun, but I want zero pressure from you. I need to begin this process. I had absolutely no clue what I was doing, and I went about it the longest possible way you could go about doing it. And, and when it was all said and done... I had an absolute shit show of a first work. And I polished and I polished some more. And my wife worked on it a little bit and she helped me organize thoughts and put things in a little bit better order. And then a really close friend of mine offered to help do the final edit. And so they did that. And 
Um, and just in the last 45 days, the final cover design came across and, and, uh, we, we figured out all the little itty bitty pieces that have to be handled, you know, file for a copyright and, and get the necessary barcoding and, and the right formatting and all of the little, you know, all the different file formats to upload it to Kindle or Amazon or whoever you were going to upload it to so that it would go out appropriately. And just this week it went live. It went live a year later. This is, this is the end of May, 2019. I began, began this process. The very first day that I wrote was actually May 26th of 2018. And as I sit here today looking at the copy of the book, on the back of it, we got a little plug for the podcast, and it's overwhelming. It's the last promise that I made that I needed to fulfill to one of the greatest men that I ever knew. And so you're listening to this and the question is, what are you getting from it? What are you hearing me say right now? Are you just taking it for surface value that I'm just telling you, hey, I've got this great big win. There's a book. It's savvy. It's on Amazon. You should go buy it. Okay. Maybe that's what you're hearing. Maybe you're hearing that you're being selfish. The documentation you're doing is for others and not for you and not for the people who love you. You likely have a plethora of knowledge that you're holding back. And instead of worrying about how you get paid for it or worrying about how you leverage it, why don't you just start to put it out there? You've heard me say on this podcast before, like, this doesn't make me money. I don't do this because I believe that it's an ends to a means, like, or means to an end. Like, I, I do this because I will never feel that way again. And if one of these tornadoes that are ripping through the Midwest in the month of May 2019, flooding happening all over the state of Missouri, if I, if I get whisked away by a tornado, launched into another state, land on my head and die, my children will know what I was about. They'll know what I stood for. They'll know who influenced me. And you owe it to your family to do that exact same thing because I'm the kid that doesn't have that. A lot of you are the kids that don't have that. Or finally, the last lesson, the last thing that I would think that you could try to pull out of this is look in your life for the people who have influenced you. Make a list of their names and what they taught you. Make a list of, of what nuggets you've been given. In fact, some of my closest friends carry books around with them, and they literally write down anytime they hear something they think is a relative lesson. Sometimes they review it, sometimes they don't. But the process of writing that down just shows that they're hunting for those nuggets that are sprinkled on all of us every single day. It's sad. I ought to do an entire podcast on this conversation alone. In fact, I think I'll do that tomorrow. Savvy. Check out the book. Can't afford it. 
DM me. I'll send you a free PDF copy or an e, e copy. I don't care. It's not about the money. It's about I, like I genuinely want every single person that hears my message, that listens to my podcast, that reads the book to just have a little bit better life and know that I might have played a small role in that. Savvy. I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof. <laughs>